I may have to go to the bathroom. At some point, I may have to go to the bathroom. And, and if I, so if I just do this, then I'm going to need, you guys just fill. Okay. And nobody never, will even know. Yeah. Nobody that's never happened. That's never happened on this show before. No, <laughs> no. We'll, we'll, we'll have a full Jimmy Smith segment once you go. <laughs> Careful not to uh, repeat last week, <laughs> which was such a, such a good show. We we could just do it again. Yeah, I get I, I get text messages from friends saying, "Huh, Jimmy Smith didn't know that about you," and I'm like, "Nobody knows that about me." In fact, the timeline checked out, Brian. Okay, okay, we're doing we're do we are literally doing last week's show. <laughs> we're providing audience reaction. Exactly. I no. got a lot of I okay, so okay. Howdy, welcome to the Managing Expectations Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Winger. With me as always, the aide de camp Brian Grimm. Howdy, Brian. Howdy, Jeff. And nephew and lieutenant <laughs> Paul Southern. Howdy, Paul. Howdy, Jeff. Thank you for the uh, huge promotion. I'm not quite sure I'm ready for it yet, but we'll see how it goes. No, I just think I, I, I mean to be in your nephew, not the lieutenant. But. <laughs> of all of all the stupid ways that the British pronounce plain plain words, <laughs> putting an F in lieutenant, yeah, which you know is just is a screwed up French word anyway. Let's not kid ourselves. So. Also, by, by giving you a military designation, Chris Galley is driving in his car going, Ooh, I'm the only one who was in the army. These boys ain't even old timey. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's see where we oh, Of course, my phone's blowing up. I was saying, we got some really, really positive uh, feedback uh, during my recent uh, quick trip to Denver about the podcast. And let me tell you, uh, whether or not Brian is Jimmy Smith's biggest fan, Paul Southern is getting, is, is red hot. Chicks love this voice. What do you have to say for yourself, Paul? I always thought I was made for an audio medium. That's that I always thought I would. That, that, that is where I would shine. <laughs> <laughs> well, good eye, mate. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know how to go with that. I, I'm British, you know. We don't do compliments and stuff. We don't do things like that. So you know, it makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I. I have a, I have an aversion to them myself, you know, but uh, no, uh, uh, you, you know, you, we, your, your sonorous accent is, is uh, a welcome addition to the Managing Expectations podcast. I've, I've also heard how, how funny Brian is. Brian's a very funny guy, underrated. 
I think he's rye. No, that's what goes in bourbon. What are you telling me? Oh. <laughs> Ooh, and that was all it took. <laughs> yeah, a butterfly flaps its wings. <laughs> Paul Southern and the chaos theory. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm not going to start. Okay, so uh, one of the most hackneyed things that a, a comedian can do is uh, do airplane material. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start with that, but there may be a word or two. So Paul, I don't know if you know this, but so so Mrs. Winger and I made a um, a trip to Denver. It was coming at a tough time, but it was necessary to take care of some family business. So uh, we arranged to stay with an old friend. And we're leaving Friday night. And on Friday morning, we get a text from our old friend and she's feeling really sick. So we, you know, Mrs. Winger and I were both at work and uh, we couldn't talk about it till she got home at like five. But as soon as I got home from work, I start like looking at options and all, they're all so expensive, right? Um, looking at hotels, not cheap. I'm looking at a van to rent and sleep in, which actually wouldn't have been that weird in Denver, it turns out, but we'll get to that. <laughs> and I'm looking at an Airbnb and uh, uh, I, I told Brian that uh, an Airbnb is all the expense of a hotel with all the weirdness of a B and B, yeah. So, don't use the scented soaps. Is that is that correct? I mean, you know. So, I've actually stayed in a couple of Airbnbs and it's been fine, but it is weird staying in somebody's house. Yeah. Uh, Brian's a big Jim Rome fan. I mean, if there's anybody that Brian likes more than Jimmy Smith's, it's Jim Rome. Uh, all gyms for the most part, really. <laughs> Jun jungle gyms? Yeah, jungle gyms. Crazy about those. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so it's not looking good. I mean, it's really not looking good. And, and, and this is, and I'm not playing this for laughs or anything else. This is sincerely and from my heart. My friend, Brian Grimm, who's doing better than I ever dreamed. He's a much more accomplished guy. Now I make a lot of jokes about Brian being rich. He's not epically rich, but he's done very well. He, you're doing well for yourself. I'm, comfor uh, and I'm, I'm comfortable. <laughs> it's a living why is that person feeding you grapes <laughs> and um, so he puts us up in a hotel and it's like a mile it's just it's just perfect okay so we get in we get in very late friday night so the the, the flight had been delayed and then there was there was another delay getting getting to the hotel and um uh, we get dropped off. We get our stuff in. I'm in rough shape. 
I should say. Uh, it was a a confluence of factors, but I'm in rough shape. I'm sober, but I'm in rough shape. So I go up to the concierge and uh, he's like a very very distinguished fellow and he's behind a large, you know, wood, you know, desk, you know, and um, I say, hi, my name is Jeff Winger. Uh, My my friend uh, Brian Grimm has uh, uh, arranged for a room for us. He says, "Oh, very good, sir, uh, Mr. Grimm, sweet, of course." Uh, and then, <laughs> and then he, he starts looking through his pay, you know, starts looking through the thing, and and he says, um, "Will Will Ms. Maximova uh, have other?" Oh, come on! <laughs> and I said. I say, well, I, I, I suppose so. I suppose so. Uh, it'll be my wife and I. This is very good, sir. And so, um, so we were, we, okay, now you've seen the Oceans movie, right? The Oceans 11, 12, and 13. All right, so it's, it's that sort of room. It's like, uh, it, it's like you walk in and then there's this, there's like wings to, to the, to the suite. And then there's like a, hot tub right there and then there's there's stairways go stairwells going upstairs uh to the uh you know the the balcony and and bathtub in the middle of the room for no reason the what bathtub in the middle of the room for no reason i wouldn't say this is for no reason (laughs) i mean there's there's there was a reason for it it was almost saturday night is the reason i don't know if you get that so in the Wild West, cowboys would ride into town on Saturday night and get a bath. So Saturday night was bath night. That was probably before uh, <laughs> the English Bob. Hey, English Bob. <laughs> Little. Okay. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't know what the situation was with uh, I, I don't know. Um, Maybe Ms. Maximova went to you know London uh, for the weekend, but um, uh, we stayed in a very nice place, and uh, it was all because of my friend Brian. So thank you, thank you, Brian. You're very welcome. Happy to do it. And uh, when when you go to Davos for the economic summit, um, they give you a gift bag, and uh, I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff in there that I never use. And there was there was a there was like a preloaded Amex on there, so that just Uh, (laughs) so in my in my davos gift bag i got a russian hooker (laughs) like i said a whole bunch of things in there that i don't know what to do with (laughs) uh so I made a playlist while I was there and uh, you know, it's obvious to, there's certain, there's certain songs that are um, pretty obvious. And I think the pretender singing my city, my city was gone um, is an obvious choice to a playlist when you visit your old hometown. Um, But it was fitting. I mean, and, and, and though uh, the, though Chrissy Hind was complaining about 
uh, you know, just sprawl and development and, and so forth. I mean, you know, and, and while, while that, that was God awful, um, <laughs> there's been a lot, there's a lot of changes in Denver. Yeah. So, um, stopped into old friend and sponsor of the uh, Managing Expectations podcast, uh, All in a Dream Comics and Books at 3115 East Colfax Avenue. So just, uh, uh, just, what is it? Just south of City Park, just west of uh, Colorado Boulevard. And uh, Ray, Ray, Ray was doing great. Um, and I don't want to be, so, so there was a conversation, there was a guy, um, who had just moved back. Uh, he, he had been in Colorado in the early nineties. He had, he had, uh, gone back to California. Then he, he'd come back and there was just a conversation. And this is one of the things that I, I remember being a kid. And one of the cool things about the comic book shop was there was a lot of palaver, you know, I mean, these different guys have different places they go, uh, to just, um, you know, shoot the, the, the breeze as it were. And, um, anyway, uh, one guy was saying that he actually voted for legal weed, uh, when it was on the ballot because, you know, and, and because of the, the, his, his position, his position. And I mean, I stood there and I listened to the whole thing, um, was that there really is a, a medical uh, use for it. And uh, he didn't think people should go to jail for that. Um, and it, and you know, if you buy into the recreational angle, there's that. But the same guy said, uh, if I had it to do over, he said, if it, if it comes on the ballot again, he would vote against it because there is palpable, quantifiable negative effects. Um, Brian, you live there. I mean, how would you, you know, and I understand you would be, you know, your need to be diplomatic, but um, I mean, have you detected a difference since, they, since Colorado legalized weed? Is it, um, first of all, is it legal or just decriminalized? It is decriminalized here. Okay. Um, and uh, so, I mean, there there are, you know, some regulations that go into that. Um, you know, the amount that you can buy at a time and, and things like that. And um, there, there still are people that are selling it criminally. Um, even though people can go to any shop that they want to, to buy it recreationally. Um, what, what do you hear? What, what's the criminal element got to do with it? Are they selling it in, in bulk? Are they selling a stronger type? I, the truth is, I really don't know. But, and, yeah. and I understand. Yeah. I, it would be academic. But, but, but yeah. To, you to, know, I understand. Yeah. To, to go back to your question though. Um, Denver, it's it's hard to know if uh, if the legal weed has is the cause of um, a lot of the problems that Denver is seeing. 
Um, Denver has grown up really quickly. It, it used to be kind of a mid-level town, um, pretty typical of a, of a flyover state. Um, but there have been a lot of things that have attracted people to Denver. Um, the lifestyle for one, and we joke about this on the show. I know we you, roll your, you roll your eyes, but um, it, it's you know, a podcast, Brian. Nobody sees me roll my eyes. <laughs> they can feel it though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, but Denver has, has grown up in a way that it's uh, the job market, even in the recession remained relatively strong here. Um, it, the, and, you're talking about the 2008 recession. Correct. So the housing crisis didn't crater. I mean, were there were there a ton of foreclosures? There were some. Uh, D- Denver lost um, somewhere between five to eight percent in real estate values during that period of time. Okay. Um, which is nothing when you look at places like Florida and you know Arizona and even parts of California that saw 20, 30%. Dude, dude, I don't know what the percentage was, but in, in, in Kansas city, I mean, in the city, which is where we lived, there were a ton of houses that were occupied one day and empty and, and empty the next. And, and a and lot so, of people lost their houses. Yeah. And so, and so, yes, it was ugly for some families here. Um, that's true, but it wasn't like it, it was a total bloodbath like it was in other places. The job market has remained relatively strong. It's remained a popular place for people to visit, not only for tourism, but also for people to stay. Um, whether they're coming in from the coast because they have more money there, um, they for for many years, the, your money was able to go farther in the Denver metro area. Um, now that has started to change as the population has really accelerated. Um, and then with it, so it, it grew up pretty quickly. Um, and then I don't think the legalization of marijuana helped that. I don't. I don't think that that's the only cause of it. Um, you've got big companies. That, big companies were moving. You know, mm. not headquarters here, but they had campuses here. Um, it used to be an oil and gas town, and then it was a cable town when the cable industry took off. Now it's it's more it's more than just one type of industry that is really fueling the growth here. Um, and so. I, I can't say that legal weed is, is what is, is the, is the genesis of all the problems. I just think that the city has grown up. Well, the people, okay. So a, a couple of things, the, the, it is a lot scruffier than yeah. it used to be. It is. Okay. So some of that is big, is just big city problems. We ate at a pizzeria in Capitol Hill and Capitol Hill was always odd, but it, it's, you know, it seemed a little, um, a little more dangerous. Uh, and, and here's the thing. It's not like, it's not like there were gangs walking around. It, it was like, there were like demented or, or deranged people, you know, and when you're sitting on the patio trying to you know, eat a slice. Um, and <laughs> people are, you know, with their clothes falling off, who are like mumbling to themselves or screaming obscenities at their companion whose clothes are falling off. It's like, well, that's, but, but I mean, Capitol Hill's always been, 
pretty a little, a little rough. Yeah, yeah. Um, that downtown Denver. It is. Right. Yeah. So there's there's the the, the state capitol building, and there's, um, you know, that's just near 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 Colfax and Broadway, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. We were. We were up. Um, okay, so we're, we're we're we take dad outside one day, and uh, it was Saturday, um, and uh, the place that he lives uh, is uh, doesn't serve meals on Saturday because it's the Sabbath, and it was also a Jewish holiday, so it was a double bonus baby. So dad wants to order a pizza. So we're sitting, you know, we're, we're outside, we're enjoying a, a lovely Denver day. Uh, and let me just say, Paul, every morning was freezing cold. It was like 50, 59 degrees. I needed a sweater so bad. And you uh, come back to Texas and it doesn't get below 80 at this time of day. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Sounds like it. This, this needs to be a visual medium because Brian's face just then was perfect. <laughs> oh, did he roll his eyes? Because, oh, the, oh the how horror. disrespectful to roll your eyes. He, he looked like he was about to throw up about hearing those temperatures. <laughs> oh, I'm just not feeling very well, Paul. <laughs> I was really about to throw up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, all right so oh, it's freezing I, I took you oh, off topic so, so dad wants to dad's like no no it's real easy we'll just uh we'll just order dominoes well julian hates um uh hates uh chain chain restaurants julian yeah oh i'm sorry mrs winger uh hates uh hates chain chain pizza chain restaurants so she's, you know, she's she's looking for an angle. Well, a car pulls up in front of us, and it's got like the the pizza delivery thing on top, and it's it's called Sexy Pizza. Brian, have you ever have you ever eaten there? No, I okay. have not. Nope. So, well, this is certainly catchy. <laughs> so I think, yeah. babe, get that number. Let's order some sexy pizza, right? So when we get back inside, we <laughs> we we order the pizza uh, from Sexy Pizza. It's a little more than Domino's, you know. It's like it's a well, actually, I go to the website and um, it's not like Hooters with pizza. It's not like that. Of course not. No. I, I think that they probably landed on sexy pizza for the reasons that are clear. It just because it's just catchy, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it is such a hippie spot. the the uh, The oh, website yeah. is yeah is ridiculous. I, I mean, okay, not the stuff about paying their employees a living wage and offering you know insurance and i mean all that's super commendable but i mean it like started out as a you know as a shop where you know activists would come get a slice and 
Okay, whatever. Oh, and and uh, very um, uh, very favorable. Apparently, the, the activists were primarily uh, trying to legalize weed. So anyway, so so we order, and they say, well, it's going to be like kind of long. It's going to be like forty five minutes or something. It's like so we're kind of hungry, but um, Juline's willing to wait. Dad's a little irritated, but it's fine. We'll go ahead and we'll we'll wait. I mean, because. Because dad's thing is, I mean, for, first of all, dad's kind of done with new sensations, new experiences, okay? He knows what he wants. He knows what he likes. He knows how to get it. And that's just his thing. He's not, he doesn't really seem to be interested in learning one new single thing. So that's fine. So we order a sexy pizza. It's going to be a little longer, but we can live with it. It's a little more expensive, a little longer. So, you know, you can, I think a lot of listeners would say, hey, just get Domino's. Okay. Julian didn't, Mrs. Winger didn't want Domino's. So then we, uh, so then they call back and Sexy Pizza says, we're super busy. It's going to be even longer. It's going to be like an hour and 15 minutes. And, uh, you know, what, what about it? And, uh, you know, so, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we, we quickly have to have a huddle, but we're miked because they're listening in while we're, while we're uh, talking about it. It's like, well, let's go ahead and cancel this time. So we can, so we cancel and it was, it was, it was the only time dad swore the entire weekend uh, when he said we, we should have, he says, I think we should just order the expletive pizza from Domino's like I said so in the first place okay okay we're gonna do that so we, we so we had Domino's so anyway but I didn't want to get out of town without eating some sexy pizza and so anyway here's the thing it wasn't that sexy it wasn't sexy at all it, but it, 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 it was a perfectly decent slice of pizza good but, story huh good story bro but 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 you supported uh a local business that cares about the community. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you know what else is a local business who cares about the community? Mrswinger.com. Paul, could you tell us about the bowl cozies? I would love to, Jeff. Nothing would bring me greater pleasure. <laughs> bowl cozies are an absolute phenomenon. You can put your bowl on top of said cozy into the microwave uh which do you know what, um microwave is in welsh learn flaring no poppity ping <laughs> google it i'm not making it up that is microwave in welsh the welsh language is beautiful because some of it sounds really like melodic and long-winded and then occasionally they, they, they just decided to call it what it sounds like um so yeah you put your bowl on the bowl cozy into the microwave heat up your delicious uh soup or whatever it is you wish to reheat and then you just take it out of the microwave with the bowl cozy and no burny fingers that's the key point of the bowl cozy that's where it wins above other products thank you paul you're welcome <laughs> Jazz dance to go with it. No, no, that's Bernie fingers. It was totally different. Uh, that Bernie... that that needs to go. That's that's the that's that's the that's the the phrase. Yeah, that's the title of this episode. Bernie fingers.
No Bernie fingers. <laughs> no Bernie fingers. There you go. <laughs> Bernie fingers. That's funny. Um, yeah. Hey, hey, what am I, Bernie fingers? <laughs> uh, so we uh so when you when you get your soup or your queso out of the poppity ping you yeah. want to put it into um a miss you know you want to have it in a mrs winger bowl cozy it's like it's like a it's like a formed uh it's like a concave hot pad for your bowl you know we, exactly. we, we need to use the word concave uh, because that is so classy it also makes it sound like there was an engineer involved <laughs> an engineer like your father-in-law paul yep he sure is yeah that is his uh his his degree not what he does anymore but yeah that's what he's yeah. qualified to do mm -hmm. Yeah. Has he uh, has he managed to find some stuff to sell on the website, the Managing Expectation podcast website? No, no, that's not going to happen, though. He was talking to Mrs. Winger about being on Mrs. Winger.com. We'll see. So, Brian, do you think it's too graphic to tell my. Oh, OK, so here's what happened. Here's what happened. And, and I'm going to tell the story because it opens up something else that I think uh is worthwhile and that and that's this uh so we flew out on friday night and thursday i ate like a teenager after promising all of you that i was done with that i forgot and so we had uh the guy who's gonna house sit for us and keep my dog from dying a horrible death um over and we had fajitas and it was great uh actually and if you listen to episode 94 i'm belly aching about how tired i am right and so i was ex I, and and then so i was up late on thursday because i had another thing going on that night and then, of course, Friday, I worked early and I just, I didn't, I didn't get any sleep, right? So, and then I would have taken a nap Friday afternoon, except I was trying to find an appointment and a, a, a hotel. Brian let me twist in the wing or wind a little bit before, you know, he came through with his, you know, his, yeah, his, you know, came through <laughs> like a boss, you know. Um, so the other thing is I, I got, I was, I was, um, dehydrated. Uh, so Mrs. Winger had a bunch, I, I've talked about Mrs. Winger's smoothies, right? Which are very thick and pulpy. Um, often the consistency of gazpacho. I understand a lot of people like cut it with like almond milk or something like that. Um, not me. Well, so she's got a lot of it and I don't want it to go bad while I'm away. So that morning I had like, I drank like two 
32 ounce glasses of Mrs. Winger's red algae smoothie. Okay. And, and uh, I surely this is good enough to hydrate a guy, right? I mean, it comes from the earth. What do you want? I mean, do you actually have to drink water? Yes. Okay. Well, see, I didn't know that. Had I known and somebody told me that anyway i'm not feeling great when we get to the airport uh friday night feel a little little bloated right so of course flying into denver is a popular destination so it's absolutely packed and um I have Juline, Juline's in front of me. And so I ask her to like get a seat in the back because I kind of want to be near the restrooms. That was good thinking. So uh, what do we have so far? We have overworked my gallbladder. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted and I'm dehydrated. Well, so the flight was, what, Brian? That maybe a couple more things. Uh, uh, fajitas. And then uh, no, le no less than 32 ounces of red algae swamp juice smoothie. Well, it was like, it, okay, it was over 64 because I had two of the glasses. And I, essentially, I like slammed them first thing in the morning. That's half a gallon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, 32 ounces is like, is like a big cup, right? It's like, it's like this? It's like that. Yeah. All right. By the way, I want to tell you what I'm drinking now. But no, I, I, let's focus. Okay. So, so, and I don't drink, I don't, well, <laughs> when the damage is already done, I do have a late, uh, I do have a drink of water, but um, more on that later. So we, um, uh, when I say I overworked my bladder, or not my bladder, my gallbladder, gall, gallbladder. <laughs> gallbladder uh i that, that that's what i meant by the fajitas brian okay. okay so there was a storm cell a huge storm cell over the uh the plains and so they couldn't take the direct route from dallas to denver so they flew around like over to el paso and then up well, if that's what it felt like flying around the storm cell, I guess I'm kind of happy they didn't go through it because it was a rough flight. I mean, we were really getting bumped around and great. So I don't know. So I think we're over halfway there, though I had lost track of everything. And I start feeling sick. And I mean, like really sick and I don't think I have time to get up. Okay, so uh, Paul, Brian and I have already covered this, but when I travel, I, I wear a jacket and a tie because, I, you know, a, a, as I've said previously, I think you get tr treated a little better. Though, though, though it turns out that any goodwill you may have, may have created by um, wearing a suit, a jacket and tie 
is is quickly undone as soon as you start vomiting <laughs> rent crude oil uh, into the bag, fill the first bag, and then end up into your wife's bag. So, you know, it it's late, it's dark. They turn the lights down, and I'm just I'm just blowing chow, okay, and. Uh, it's not, it's, I mean, it was not, it was a nightmare. And so every, and, and it's just the, there's no empty seats on this flight. Everybody is, I mean, we're just cheek to jowl. Um, and it's so packed and I'm, I'm near the back and I'm, you know, I like get up and I've like splashed all over my jacket and tie and shirt and pants and the flight attendants are just like oh they, they they're looking at me like i'm a combination of the stupidest man in the world in the swamp thing and and they're just like oh, yeah just throw it in here sir throw it in here and, i mean i wasn't trying to hand it to him i'm like trying to get get the bags into the bathroom right so they're like, yeah, don't sit in the back. The turbulence is worse there. And like, I, at this point, I'm like, okay, okay. I, I wanted to sit near the bathrooms, um, but they think it's all the turbulence. I didn't talk about fajitas with them, Brian. <laughs> Actually, it's not the motion sickness. If you have just a few moments, let me explain why I'm sick. <laughs> I'd like to tell you how... It, Ladies, ladies, it's not you, it's me. Um, so, so many years ago, I was listening to NPR and a flight attendant had written a book and had a website and there were just all, and, and he'd published all these horror stories about being a flight attendant. And one of the stories was about a flight about a flight where one guy one guy starts throwing up but you know how like some people are like super squeamish right so like if if like they see somebody throw up and they throw up are you like that are you really i i am like that like uh it if if i see somebody throw up i really have to uh uh, refocus. Well, that's very interesting, particularly when we get to the exciting climax. Yeah, we'll talk more about that in a minute. <laughs> so, so this story, this story about the uh, the flight. So this flight attendant is telling a story. So one guy throws up, and then somebody else throws up, and then it begins like a nightmarish hellscape chain reaction. Where like people like up and down the, the the rows are just blowing chow, and like the the aisle is like slick with human <laughs> vomit. Okay, and and, and and now like the the stench begins to rise. Okay, and so like even more people are are throwing up, and like it they they had to have an emergency landing. I mean, not like a, they didn't land on a highway, <laughs> but I mean, it was, it was horrible. It was horrible. 
So, uh, <clears throat> all right. So, Brian, I, uh, so my old buddy Brian picks us up in the airport. Okay. Now, as I as I said at the outset, my my friend, now indeed, my lifelong friend Brian Grimm has become a very accomplished and a uh, fellow. And so he he picks us up in his freshly detailed BMW crossover. Is it a crossover or an SUV? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a crossover. It's a sports activity vehicle. <laughs> I, I'm I'm so, cro- I'm... A, a crossovers are that's reserved for Subarus, Jeff. <laughs> a lot of Subarus in Colorado. Yeah, there are. For all the reasons you would expect. Yep. So the only okay, so I'm gonna let his his uh all right, so he picks me up in his um freshly detailed, gorgeous BMW, whatever, er, er, activity vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, what what it's yeah, it's an X5. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, you know, I, I tell him what happens. He loads my suitcase in. Very gracious fellow. I said, do you, do you happen to have any water? He says, yeah, I do. So he, so he hands us each a bottle of water. That's how classy this place, his, this, this ride is. That's an Uber X exec right there. Yeah, it's, it, it, it is, it's, like a, it's like an executive limousine drive right in. Now, I had one last plastic bag with me. And it was a good thing. So, so we're driving down. Um, we're we're driving on the highway out of DIA, uh, and I'm like, I, I I feel it. The water's not staying down. I'm like, but but pull over, pull over, and I start blowing chow into the bag in his beautiful BMW, and I'm just I feel so horrible. I feel I, I feel horrible because I mean it's, this, his car is worth more than my life. Okay? That's not true. That's not true at all. <laughs> it, it, it is. It, it's totally true. Um, and, and so he's, he he pulls over, and then I like step out of the car, and I'm throwing up on the ground, and then I realize I'm like not far enough from the car that the side panel of the door is completely <laughs> safe. So then I like, so then I like fur, I walk further out. So anyway, I was able to find my way back to the car by just following the trail of vomit. By the way, also, also not the first time I've left a, a long trail of vomit in Colorado, though, though uh, previously it always had uh, it, it. It was always in Boulder. Uh, okay, so but but and Brian was so cool. He was so cool. I mean, like I mean, I could just see like any other guy saying get away from the door go go, get step further away he was so cool he was so gracious there's like like an awesome i I mean your kids must have been just just must love you so much for not being a jerk when you threw when they would throw up in the car or anywhere else (laughs) that that's the thing is that i've i've you know not that particular car but i've had you know a ton of really bad gross stuff happened in my cars. So, you know, that happens when you have twins. One of the worst things 
the worst thing is when you find um, one of their sippy cups that's uh, was filled with milk that you know rolled under a seat for three months. <laughs> that that pretty much be, turns into Willard's egg in uh, from from Charlotte's Web, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but that yeah, I turned into that guy from the Hurt Locker trying to extract <laughs> that thing without it blowing up in my face. <laughs> <laughs> As you walk um, out to the car in a full body suit and you watch, where are you going, Brian? <laughs> Just going to go retrieve a sippy cup. <laughs> so you had to focus. It was upsetting to you that I was... Um, when, uh, only at first. I, had to, I just had to take a deep breath and then, and then it was fine um, because I didn't, I didn't smell it at all. Um, we, you know, we pulled over quick enough and we got it taken care of and, uh, and, it, and it was fine. Um, and really it's, it was, it really wasn't that big of a deal. Um, messes, messes can get cleaned up. Well, you're very, you're a swell, you're a, you're a hail fellow well met. So thank you. Uh, Brian, Brian said, oh, okay, so, so here's my, the, the thing about Denver is when we moved, when I was a boy, and we moved there from the Midwest, um, it was probably 77, and it was, it was not a big town. I mean, we, we, I think it was probably bigger than Indianapolis, but maybe not. I don't, I, I don't really know in 77. It seemed like it was probably on par with like Kansas City, which is 500 miles away but but more western you know i mean it's like guys would like guys were wearing jeans and like had big belt buckles uh long before urban cowboy and it just i don't know you know john john denver is um maybe not the brand ambassador you want but i mean just that laid back Well, the thing is, John Denver's like so epically uncool, but I mean, he did present a, a laid back, chilled uh, uh, persona that that wasn't really out of, that I think is probably, re was representative and in ways still is. But uh at some point in the 80s, they elected a guy named Federico Pena, at Pena as the mayor. And he ran under, um, he had a tagline for his campaign. Uh, it was called Imagine a Great City. And that's what they wanted. And they started working towards it. And it grew. Um, the you know, I mean, it grew through, through the 80s and it was, but, but I think in the 90s is when it really started to go and, and they built the airport. Um, look, I, I left in 95 thinking this town's gotten too big and too expensive. And if I'd have stayed and bought like an entry level house, I would be much better situated financially in life. Um, so anyway, 
Um, I'm a dope and nobody should take financial advice from me. So, so, so you left in 95. I did. And there, and there were, there were 1.7 million people in Denver. In 95? In 95. Um, Can you tell me how many there were in 77? Yeah, in 77, there were 1.4. Really? Only 300 a a net? Okay, but the suburbs had to have gotten big. Yeah, this is the Denver metro area. Oh, it is? Mm -hmm. So only a 300,000 person increase in almost 20 years? Well, in the in the early '80s, we had a, a pretty steep decline in in population. Um, really? Oh, because of oil, oil and gas. Yeah. So the recession in the early '80s would have hurt. Right? Mm-hmm. See that that's the thing. And my old buddy Tra- uh, Travis Abbott and I w- would talk about this in um, in the mid '80s. Every Wednesday, the Rocky Mountain News had an insert of properties, houses that had been repossessed and that they were reselling. That um, uh, the trustees, the the lenders, banks, yeah, yeah, banks were reselling. Um, A lot of HUD homes was you. I don't know. I don't know the details, but it would be like several pages of HUD homes. And this was 80, early to mid eighties, I guess. Okay. Okay. So there was a big drop. See, I didn't know that. All right. So what our listeners want to know, Brian, is how many people live in Metro Denver now? Uh, 2.9 million. So since you left, it has doubled. Yeah. It is nearly doubled. In, yeah, in 27 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a lot of people, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, okay. All right. What is that? Okay, so here's this about DIA, uh, Denver International Airport. Okay, so when you get in, uh, for reasons, all right, so people hate the train, and I didn't like the train, but it's okay. Um, but then when you get, so so the train only goes forwards and backwards. All right. So there's, there's three terminals that you cannot drive to. It doesn't turn. It doesn't take any turns. It doesn't curve. Okay. It's okay. Is it, am am I, am I, am I misrepresenting the, the international airport? No, that's, that's, that's kind of the thing with trains is that they just go down the tracks. (laughs) (laughs) if no no brian they curve i mean they the the tracks will will turn and should you ever come to dfw which is the dallas uh huge i try to fly in and out of love field uh because it's close and small and easy but DFW is the big international airport and it has a train that like circles around and goes so for example you could take the train from one terminal to another without necessarily going to all the terminals yeah yeah see see how that is that's something 
Yeah, well, you know, you'd get out of the province once in a while, Brian. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so whatever time it is, is exactly how long my gratitude lasted. <laughs> now, now I'm being a total jerk <laughs> to my lifelong friend, Brian. Again. So, so, uh, so there's like a main terminal, which is where you get picked up and dropped off and where you park. And then you get on the train and it goes to Concourse A then the concourse B, then the concourse C. So we, we fly in on C and we take the train in and it picks everybody up and they all get, they all get jammed through uh, two escalators, two, two escalators going up. Brian, again, am I, am I? Nope. That's representing. That's about how, how it works. So it's an un. <laughs> What, well, okay, what's but, but, such an unbelievable choke point? Well, well that, that's here's the thing is that that's not, yes, that's true, but um, you know, you've got a train and it, and it pulls in to the main terminal, but and but there are there are exits that go up both sides, and so your nearest exit may be behind you. Well, people. So what people often do is when the train, when the train pulls in, they think, well, everybody's going left. I've got to go left. The truth is, is that there's another set of escalators that's over to the other side. You have okay. to swim up. You might have to swim upstream for a little bit. Um, but a lot of people just think, well, that's the way everybody's going. That's the only way to go. That's not, that's not true. Okay. I would agree that some signage may be helpful, but most people are just staring at their phones when they get off of those trains anyway, so. That was no problem. I, I didn't love that, but that was no problem. Then we get dropped off Wednesday afternoon to get out of there, okay? <laughs> so here's the part of, so this is the part of the main concourse that I missed went upon arrival you walk in you know we checked bags because i wouldn't you know i didn't i, I didn't want to carry on and um you're on this you're like on this huge over it like this mezzanine and you like it you, you from there you can look down into what you would think is the thunderdome there's like a million people and um and they're just jammed together so it turns out that that's where you want to go because that's the line going through security and while there are many things to commend a trip to denver colorado the tsa agents on the way out are surely not among them because, because a more, a larger group of indolent, feckless buzzards I have I've seldom seen. It was unbelievable. And then I made them mad because stupid me, I just like put stuff in the tray and like my iPad was on top of my my backpack on tray 
how are you supposed to know if you're like not some master of the universe who flies all the time? They don't have signs. They don't have anybody telling you. They just got, you know, everybody. It's horrible. So stupid. So then, you know. Did you feel safer? No, I did not feel safer. Nobody feels safer. The entire thing is so stupid. Okay, whatever the deal, whatever the deal was with the shoe bomber, and like, look, I'm sure that was horrifying and a bad deal, and the guy really wanted to blow a plane up out over over the Atlantic, but I mean, that was it was 20 years ago, and, and we need to we needed to just like reevaluate whether everybody taking their shoes off at the airport really is a thing. It, it's really necessary. I just want to jump in here real quick. At my last job, I traveled. Uh, with somebody that I worked with, one of my colleagues. And he, you know, there, there was a period of time you had to take all your toiletries out, right? Because of the, the liquids and things like that. But they wanted you to put them in, in the quart size Ziploc yes. bags. So that way yeah. they could clearly see what it was. Yes. Well, well, he didn't have any quart size bags. So he had gallon size bags. Boy, he screwed up there. He didn't necessarily they, fill it, did he? No, 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 no. So, so he they, had a quartz, a quartz amount of yeah, stuff. Yeah, he, he had this much stuff in, in okay, the gallon. Brian's truck. holding his, in, his his hand up. Uh, it looks like, uh, uh, what would you say? Maybe uh, that's about the size of a loaf of banana bread. About the size of a loaf of banana bread. Okay, okay. Um, so the, t- the, 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 the guy at the TSA security, he takes, he says, this is a gallon size bag. You need to use a quart size bag. He says, well, I, I'm sorry. I don't have, I don't have any. I don't, I don't know. What, that's all I had. The guy takes his gallon size bag and like compresses his things in there and rolls it up and then puts that into a quart size bag and seals it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that just helps with leakage. He's double bagged it for him. So that's, that's a win all around. Yeah. Actually, uh, my wife, okay, so my old man had given my wife um, a, a tube of uh, hand cream. It was, it was a good hand cream. Guess what? It was over-regulation size. So after keeping me standing there for what seemed like an eternity, but was, pro- but was actually 10 minutes, um, the guys, oh, okay, and, and, and unfortunately... After being ignored and uh, treated in a curt and dismissive manner by a bunch of people, I actually got a guy to look at my bag who was a human being. And I may have been a little impatient with him, <laughs> but he says, he said, you know, he holds up the, the, uh, the tube of, my old, of the, the old man's hand cream and says, this is too big, you can't take it. I, I say, okay. I mean, what, what did he expect at that point? I'm gonna stand there and like fight him about the, the tube? Will you did squeeze you- five ounces into my hands right now? I will, I, as God is my witness, I will never be ashy again. Anyway, it's a big day, boys, and I know you know that, and and our listeners are about to know. 
Paul, where do we where do we turn to for managing expectations podcast merch? We go to the Managing Expectations Pod website, which is uh, managingexpectationspodcast.com. Boom! Exactly so. And so, so uh, and there'll be some pictures on the social media feed as well on Instagram, which is managing underscore expectations underscore pod. And people can send us questions if they wish or suggestions for episodes we can focus on. Jeff has a wide range of knowledge. He covers all topics from uh, Star Wars to Jimmy Smith's He's Your Man. <laughs> We're not one at a time in a year. We're mass communicating. Mass communicating, <laughs> yep. So managing expectations podcast.com we've got not just the navy shirt but also a dark gray which for the sake of it's kind of like a heathered denim but it looks like dark gray and we're going to call it chicks dig gray gray now do and we also got the woman's tank with um uh the racerback right yeah right is that is that what it's called racerback (laughs) you've mentioned racerback several times i've not once known what you were talking about (laughs) it's it's like the single instead of um um it's it's, got to cut in a little bit isn't it yeah and then and then instead of uh straps that go over both shoulders uh the straps in front merge into the back and then go down between a gal's uh shoulder blades brian (laughs) are you okay buddy (laughs) is that was that a little too much anatomy for you i mean you okay you need to you need to sit down Hearing your description of a gal's shoulder blades. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I, I, yeah, we're really, and, that, and that's going to get us an explicit rating. <laughs> yeah. it's, my, it's talk of sexy pizza and a gal's shoulder blades. Uh, we've, <laughs> we've got a title, boys. <laughs> this is how we go mainstream (laughs) okay so that i already i already kind of pitched uh ray's all in a dream comics and books right but i didn't mention the website that was stupid i should have done everything at once all in a dream.us um uh i i picked up a couple graphic novels while i was there i got uh, walt simon's orion uh, and uh, I got Jim Steranko's uh, Shield, a, bound, uh, a graphic novel of uh, uh, Nick Fury and Agents of Shield from the late '60s. Um, this guy, this artist, Jim Steranko, was a, a, an accomplished artist, but he would he he did like a lot of really cool stuff on his own, but then he would also uh, uh, if you're being um, 
generous. He would say he was paying homage. Uh, other people would say he ripped off like Salvador Dali. So there's like this uh, kind of a famous cover where Nick Fury's, you know, good looking spy and he um, was running through this like surreal landscape where the ground gives way and um, there's a clock melting over a tree or some stupid thing. There you go. See that, fellas? I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, everybody. Uh, you got it. You guys have anything else? Paul, we're yep. going to need you to talk more next time. Uh, <laughs> because, because chicks dig not only gray, but also, also the sound of your voice. It's, it's uh, the foreign accent is what's working, is it? Um, apparently, okay. Yeah, you know, give the people what they want. Young guy, you haven't lost the bass in your voice. You know, by the time this, <laughs> by the time we get to our hundred and fifth episode, I'm going to be sounding like Minnie Mouse. <laughs> Yeesh. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, I mean, it's, it, it's a serious conversation, one we can have if you want, but just spending time with my dad, who won't listen to this podcast because it would be something new, but but just seeing the, uh, okay, I don't want to end on a down note, but, you know, we all, but we all get sick and grow old and die, so, you know, that's, you know, you know what, you just got to roll with that, Yeah. Anybody got anything to uh... Brian? How was the new Downton Abbey movie? Oh, exquisite! <laughs> um, I I have my notes. I just haven't compiled everything together just yet. So maybe next time we'll. Um, I I, I there's a couple of things that I, I probably a second viewing would benefit. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, oh, so on the flight back, uh, Southwest uh, let you, you know, we, we got some, if you had a device for it, you could tap into their Wi-Fi and watch uh, a movie. So I started Wonder Woman uh, 84. Yeah. Boys, I don't, I, I don't know if you know this, but that Gal Gadot is just really something else. I mean, I, I couldn't get through that whole imagine, you know, singing imagine from, you know, your like vacation home in Maui with yeah. everybody else is like locked down with their crazy relatives and Poughkeepsie or whatever. But um, she is exquisite. I mean, I haven't seen that one yet. I saw the first one, but haven't got around to, to watching uh, yeah, eighty four. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a reason to drop everything and go see it, or you know, rent it or whatever. Ryan, it's on. Is it? It's on HBO Go, right? Or HBO Max? Or probably, whatever. yeah, probably. It's it's probably on a bunch of streaming services. No, it's, it's not there. on a bunch. It's it's a HBO and is owned by the same company that owns uh they do all the dc Dominic, stuff right? i think yeah yeah there's also the bit latest 
it's dinosaur movies out. So the final Jurassic World Park Dominion, whatever it's called, is out as well. So that and Downton Abbey, I think, are pretty comparable. <laughs> Similar time periods. Um, Chris Pratt was going to try to get us to live with the Velociraptors. That's it. Yeah, I think this one's supposed to be the dinosaurs are already here, so deal with it. Yeah, they got out. Yeah, that, this is that's stupid. Uh, yeah. Um, I think we'd have a better chance with like the, the enhanced apes of Planet of the Apes than we would dinosaurs. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. You could reason with the apes. <laughs> have you, have you, yeah, yeah you, they, 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 they taught that one gorilla how to use some sign language. I don't think you can teach a, a stego. Exactly. You ever teach that Jurassic the, Park? The I sign for a cup. Ah, uh, that's funny, boys. All right. Well, let's um, let's uh, leave it there. I appreciate your time very much, and listeners, we appreciate your time. We'd appreciate it even more if you could find it in your heart to like, subscribe, share. I know some of you are sharing, especially when Paul speaks. You're like, you've got to hear this guy. It's it's. It's like, have you ever heard a dream pitching a bowl cozy? Because that's what it sounds like. Also, Paul, I'm going to tell you this. Brian looked pretty good when he picked us up. He, he looked good. Yeah. I think he, yeah, I think he's probably not stronger than my sister, but I, I think he might be stronger than Jared. I was able to move those two carry-on bags. <laughs> From yeah, the just, cur- from yeah, the curb, yeah, you look great, filled out. You know, not, you know, keeping the weight off as a a dad who's over the age of thirty. Nice work. Nice. And, uh, uh, yeah, and and look, you might be stronger than my sister, but my sister just increasingly looks like a a major in the in the Red Army. Hey, well, we wanted to end on a high note, so that's I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we peaked. Oh, and give us a review wherever you get your podcasts because that will help us become more visible to other listeners as well. So, people listening to this like it could give us a review, give us five stars, say what they like about it. Yeah. That would help. All right. There we go. Spread the word. Um, dollars and cents. <laughs> <laughs>